Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Rejuvenation's Health Radio on blogtalkradio.com. The show is brought to you by LipoLite Naples and your hosts are Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron. We are your station for everything natural. We are your station for information about slimming, shaping, and toning. We not only want you to live longer, we want you to have more life in those years. So without further ado, let's get on with today's show. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Dr. Ron Sr., and this is Time With Me. I want to welcome everyone to the Time With Dr. Ron show, 4 p.m. on Tuesdays. For 30 minutes, we get to talk about, actually, whatever I want to talk about. I want to thank everyone for making Time with Dr. Ron and Rejuvenation's Health Radio the number one Internet radio station in southwest Florida for health discussions and topics. So I had to uh, look at my wall and, and look at a quote I have here, a bad attitude is like a flat tire. You can't go anywhere until you change it because just until five minutes ago I had a computer crash and uh, a lot of my notes for today's show were gone, but we'll, we'll get through it. We will get through it. We uh, are brought to you by LipoLite Naples, located at 1575 Pine Ridge Road, Suite 6 in Naples, Florida, 239-331-5886. Ladies and gentlemen, if you, if you have an Internet uh, device, please check cryonaples.com. Uh, Dr. Ron has the first cryoness spa unit in the United States. It's nitrogen based. Your head is never in contact. Your face is never in contact with the nitrogen. You are monitored 100% of the time you are there. Oxygen levels in the room are continuously monitored. Uh, it is a state of the art. Three-minute treatment for aches, pains, fibromyalgia, inflammatory conditions. And as we've talked about for the last two years, chronic inflammation is the basis of most diseases that we suffer from in the United States. And as a side benefit, there's a five to 800-calorie effect uh, just from going in the unit. So that's Dr. Ron at uh, 1575 Pine Ridge Road. You can also hear him on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Same on this uh, blogtalkradio.com. And uh, had a great weekend this weekend, I must say, with uh, some dear friends. Uh, great, uh, great people, and he's a great musician. And for Danny, res ipsa loquitur, the thing speaks for itself. In other words, facts speak for themselves. And we'll talk a little bit about, more about that later. Uh, we started last week's discussion on thyroid. Uh, we talked about how prevalent uh, underactive thyroid disease is in this country. It's uh, estimated that one in eight women aged 35 to 65 have some form of thyroid disease. And underactive thyroid being the most common, that's hypo, H-Y-P-O, thyroidism, the most common. And thyroid hormones are used in every cell of your body, which is why symptoms can vary so widely. 
and thyroid hormones regulate your metabolism, your body weight. They control how much fat you burn, how much heat energy you expend. They're involved in everything, ladies and gentlemen. And poor thyroid function has been linked to various serious health conditions, including fibromyalgia and its cousin, chronic fatigue syndrome, irritable bowel syndrome, infertility, autoimmune diseases, and even some thyroid cancers. So we talked about how the thyroid works with the T2, T3, and T4, how iodine is really essential in that uh, equation. We talked about thyroid disruptors and how certain medications and uh, uh, endocrine-disrupting chemicals like BPA and plastics, uh, mercury, lead, bromides, and bromine, bromines in plastic, bromides in vegetable oil and white flour, uh, how these interfere and mug your gland. They, they, they trick your thyroid gland into thinking they have thyroid hormone when, we, when they don't. And fluoride, ladies and gentlemen, alters your thyroid function. Just to re- intakes of fluoride as low as 0.05 to 0.1 milligram per kilogram of body weight per day has the ability to mimic thyroid-stimulating hormone, damage the cells of your thyroid gland, and disrupt the conversion of the inactive form, which remember we said that's T4, to the active form, T3. We talked about how cold intolerance, puffiness, uh, constipation, different heart rhythms, all are symptoms of thyroid disease. And sometimes the the physicians do not do enough thyroid testing. They do not detect TPO for autoimmune disease. So, and the TSH, we talked about how the TSH test now has a lower range. A normal range is not normal anymore. We have to go for a functional range. We talked about that. So you should be tested for your T3, your T4, and they should be free T3 and free T4, a TSH, a thyroid antibodies, thyroid peroxidase, and if you don't respond, maybe a reverse T3, which uh, those levels tend to signal the presence of toxic metals and chronic inflammation, reverse T3. Um, We talked about how all the, even a basal body temperature is still essential. We talked about iodine. We just touched on that at the end of last week's show. It's key to healthy thyroid and efficient metabolism. Okay, even the names of different forms of thyroid hormone reflect the number of iodine molecules attached. In other words, remember we said there's a blood test T4. That means there are four iodine molecules, T3. The biologically active form of the hormone has three iodines. And unfortunately, iodine deficiency is extremely common, ladies and gentlemen. Now, in Japan, they average two to 3,000 micrograms of thyroid a day. That's two to three milligrams. That might be a little bit much, but our USDA here is recommending 150 micrograms. So we're recommending 150. The Japanese are ingesting between two and 3,000. 
Dr. David Brownstein, a physician uh, and, and author of, of a book called Iodine, Why You Need It and Why You Can't Live Without It, he recommends 12.5 milligrams on a regular basis. That might be a little bit much, but somewhere around 6 milligrams a day uh, is probably uh, adequate if you're eating a, a fairly a healthy diet. And good sources of iodine include sea vegetables such as kelp and algae, seafoods such as shrimp, sardines, Alaskan salmon, seaweed, very important. And then how about thyroid medication? Well, it is basically that you should be using a bioidentical thyroid hormone. That includes Nature Throid, West Throid, even Armor Thyroid. They're made from desiccated pig thyroid glands and contain the full spectrum of hormones, T4, T3, T2, and T1, ones you never even heard about, but they are naturally present and the bioidentical hormones contain them. The synthetic hormones are Synthroid, uh, Levothroxin, Levothroid. They contain only T4. So one of the trickiest parts of treating your thyroid hormone replacement is finding the ideal dose. And that generally requires fine-tuning over an extended period of time with regular blood testing to see how the dose is affecting your thyroid hormone levels and keeping track of your symptoms. Two key signals that you're taking too much are excessive sweating and a rapid heartbeat or heart palpitations, as they're called. If you get any of these symptoms, you're getting too much thyroid, and you probably have to cut back. If you're borderline uh, on the low thyroid, you may be treated with just iodine. And if your medication is not working, that's where that reverse T3 comes in, or maybe you have an undiagnosed Hashimoto's, which is that autoimmune disorder. And in that case, uh, the signs of Hashimoto's include TSH above 4.25 and a thyroid peroxidase. That's that TPO test we talked about, above 30. It's pretty hard to convert T4 to, T, uh, T, to T3 because there are a number of factors that impair the, the body's ability to do this. You know, these type of your patients may require uh, the synthetic form. You know, and you know, other reasons why you may not respond well to therapy might be uh, chronic inflammation or you may have gluten sensitivity. Uh, gluten looks very similar to thyroid hormone, which is why those with Hashimoto's disease are typically required to go on a gluten-free diet. Some synthetic thyroid medications can contain gluten, so it's important to make sure your medication is gluten-free and to cut gluten out of your diet. And Dr. Ron has gluten-free programs the, at his office at Rejuvenations Health Center. They, he'd be glad to talk over with you. Of course, if you have too much thyroid hormone, you end up having hyper, H-Y-P-E-R, thyroidism. But it's very less common than the underactive form, although it could be very serious. So making matters worse, uh, conventional treatment options usually involve using radioactive iodine or surgery. And there might be other safer options, which you need to uh, 
consultation with your physician. So, Lugol's iodine is one of the iodines. So, just uh, a, a little summary. You could you could talk about thyroid, uh, especially underactive thyroid for weeks on weeks. Uh, this I got interested in this in the 70s with Dr. Broda Barnes, who uh, wrote a book called Hypothyroidism, the Unsuspected Illness, and that book was written in the 70s, and it, it is still significant today. So, ladies and gentlemen, you need to have adequate thyroid tests. You, you have to know if there's anything in your diet or your environment, like fluoride, chlorine, that could be uh, interfering with your thyroid medications. You might want to try bioidentical thyroid hormones, but and that's generally the treatment that will work, but in some cases of Hashimoto's, you have to use a synthetic form of T of a thyroid. Uh, so uh, we will conclude with that, but thyroid disease, probably one of the bases of hypercholesterolemia, and having too high a cholesterol count is a symptom, not a diagnosis. So if your cholesterol is really high, you might want to uh, have your thyroid really checked into. All right, Dr. Ron is running a commercial here in Florida, along with a very well-noted orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Biggs, and here's what they have to say. This is Dr. Ron Repesey of Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa, your place to chill at 239-658-COOL. If you've not heard of whole body cryotherapy and suffer with back pain, joint pain, arthritis, fibromyalgia, or you're an athlete that wants quick recovery from sports injuries, then come chill with us at Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Sauna. Cryospa treatments take only three minutes and are supervised by physicians. Sessions are one-on-one in a private environment. Each treatment can also burn five to 800 calories. As seen on Dr. Oz, Cool Cryospa is truly amazing technology. Let's hear what Dr. Kurt Biggs, a well-respected orthopedic surgeon in Naples, has to say about Cool Cryotherapy. Hi, I'm Dr. Biggs of the Joint Replacement Institute. Since I started applying the Cool Cryosauna, my patients are healing much quicker and athletes are seeing quick recovery. I recommend this procedure for my surgical patients and athletes. Call Dr. Repesey now to schedule your Cool Cryo trial session, 239-658-COOL, 239-658-2665, located at 1575 Pine Ridge Road in the Noodles Italian Bistro Plaza. Rejuvenations, cool cryo spa. Come chill with us. So, ladies and gentlemen, an excellent treatment, worth a try, very affordable. So, I recommend bioidentical hormones with thyroid replacement. And, of course, the endocrinologist generally will want to put you on a synthetic form, but there are no double-blind studies that test one against the other. And most patients do very, very well with uh, bioidentical hormones unless they have Hashimoto's disease. So, you know, some people uh, are got caught up in this meat scare. I call it phony baloney, and I told you I would look into it. And, uh, you know, most, of the, most people bring home the bacon. Yeah, and you don't want to stop now, ladies and gentlemen. And speaking about bacon, is there anything tastier than bacon? Wow. I want to tell you something about bacon. It's loaded with inflammation-fighting and brain-boosting and heart-protective and B vitamins, especially niacin. You believe that? 
Hear, hear what I just said. Bacon is loaded with inflammation-fighting, brain-boosting, heart-protective B vitamins. I, I think a friend of mine could probably write a song about that. Now, a ridiculous new report from the World Health Organization claims that processed meats cause cancer. But don't give up your bacon, your brats, or your ham just yet because this agency is full of another type of processed meat. Like I said, phony baloney. They want you to believe everything causes cancer, so much so that of the nearly 1,000 substances analyzed by this organization, just one has been declared not carcinogenic. And believe it or not, it's it, that that substance is caprolactam. It's used to make a type of nylon found in everything from auto parts to toothbrush bristles. A new declaration on processed meats isn't based on a series of gold standard clinical trials. It was based on a meta-analysis of studies that relied on food questionnaires. They asked people what they ate two, three, four, five years ago. You know, if they all reported that they ate bacon and their fingers turned yellow, then they would say that stop eating bacon because it causes yellow fingers. In other words, asking people to not only remember everything they ate, but how often and how much. So based on this loosey-goosey type of studies, they leapt to this great big conclusion. And then for an encore, what did they do? They declared red meat to be a possible carcinogen. What does that mean? It means possibly causing cancer. Well... Red meat probably is in good company because it's on the same list as coffee. And coffee might cause, uh, they may claim coffee causes cancer, but actual science shows that it does not. And it does prevent diseases, especially cancers of the bowels, prostate, skin, mouth, and esophagus. You know, they've even put Japanese pickled vegetables on this cancer-causing list. If, you, if you've ever been to Japan or have eaten at a Japanese restaurant, you've seen those pickles served in a little plate just about at every meal, even breakfast, ladies and gentlemen. Yet Japan has one of the lowest rates of cancer in the world. My advice is keep drinking your coffee. If you like pickled vegetables, be my guest. Most importantly, keep eating your protein-packed bacon, steak, and whatever other meat you enjoy. They won't give you cancer. They will give you good health, in my humble opinion. So what do you think about bacon, ladies and gentlemen? Are you afraid to eat it? Well, you may think I'm crazy, and there's a study that was uh, done on mice, but when you hear this, I think you could you could eat it because that's, that bacon that everyone's telling you to avoid it's probably good for you. It's one of the top sources of vitamin B3. What's B3? And you think about it, ladies and gentlemen, that's also known as niacin. And I, you know, this is not a joke, but they did do a study on roundworms, and it showed that this single nutrient, nutrient, niacin, could have the power to add years to your life. When these worms were given niacin, they lived 10% longer than worms that were deprived of it. The catch, of course, is this study was done on worms and not people. I admit that. But you don't need to be a creepy crawler to 
get the benefits of niacin yourself. In fact, 3-niacin is so critical to your heart that pharmaceutical companies have been selling it as a drug for years, nitrobid. I mean, and of course, it's their synthetic niacin, and it's nowhere near as good as what you get from a few slices of all natural bacon. Guess what? Wait to hear this. Bacon. It, heck, that might uh, not be the best stuff in bacon because the salt, the fat, the cholesterol, and even the nitrates. You hear that, ladies and gentlemen? The nitrates are actually healthy. You think I'm a heretic, right? Probably goes against everything you've heard, but it's absolutely true. The real junk you need to avoid at breakfast isn't bacon. It's sugar-spiking carbohydrates, toast, cereal, juice, and more. Carbs wreck your body from the inside, increase your risk of obesity and diabetes, and speed you on the path to an early demise. So stick to the bacon. So what about nitrates? So people are going to say, well, Dr. Ron is probably a little bit crazy. Well, and you've heard all the bad things about it, right? Well, let me give you some facts. And uh, I, was, I was going to say, you know, you could take your hot dog and shove it someplace. But I'm only half kidding here because I don't want you to waste hot dogs, especially since they be maybe more in demand than ever because another just study just took them off the hook as far as cancer is concerned. Researchers tracked another one of these meta-analysis studies. 300,000 volunteers for 10 years, they used a 124-item food questionnaire to calculate how much nitrate and nitrate they had in their diets. Those are the demonized preservatives used in hot dogs, cured meats that have been linked to pancreatic cancer. But don't believe it, because the researchers found absolutely no difference in risk among women. Among men, the difference was so small, the researchers chalked it up to chance. Now, like I said, I'll be the first to admit that a food questionnaire is not, is not the best way to conduct research. But all the supposed evidence linking nitrates and nitrites to cancer is even weaker than a wet bun. And if you think that goes against everything you've heard, consider this. Those same nitrates and nitrites the mainstream has accused of causing cancer, I'm telling you, they could be good for you. Nitrites can form nitric oxide after you ingest it. Nitric oxide in your body can save your life during a heart attack. And how do you think Viagra works, gentlemen? One study that I saw found that mice fed extra nitrites and nitrates had a 48% less cell death after a heart attack. What's more, 77% of these mice survived the attack versus just 58% of mice on a low nitrate nitrate diet how about that researchers from the national institute of health have been testing sodium nitrite as a treatment for everything from anemia to aneurysms the early word is promising i hope we hear something soon i doubt we'll reach a point where disease victims walk around with emergency hot dogs in their pockets but it's increasingly clear that the only bad wrap on cured meat is the wrap. 
eat the dogs, and skip the bu- the buns, ladies and gentlemen. And I guess uh, that's a little you didn't expect that Dr. Ron to say anything good about nitrates and nitrites, huh? All right, so we covered thyroid. We covered that. Uh, we have a few minutes to go. Let's hit a couple other other subjects. That now that I'm getting my computer working. How about climate change and fertility? Would you hear about that? Have you heard about acupuncture and neck neck pain, electric shocks for diets? There is so much stuff out there. It is incredible. Let's talk about cholesterol because, you, as you know, at the best studies, the Jupiter study, revealed that it is only 3% effective as a preventative. 3%. That means it fails 97% of the time. And it can cause cataracts, diabetes, dementia. Your body needs cholesterol. Well, you know about vaccines in this government. They're trying to force everybody to... Uh, uh, have vac- be vaccinated, and there's no study showing that these vaccines are safe. But wait to hear about this one. Researchers at a lab in New Mexico are cooking up the craziest scheme I've ever heard of, a vaccine for something that isn't even a disease. They're claiming they developed a shot that will keep you from getting high cholesterol. But what you're getting instead is a dangerous cocktail of the most frightening cholesterol medications ever invented and a vaccine technology that's proven to kill. They say that pigs get fat and hogs get slaughtered, right, Danny? Pigs get fat and hogs get slaughtered. And if you could say one good thing about the cholesterol-lowering drug PCSK9 inhibitor that hit the market this year at 14 grand a year, that's a, is, it, it is that, that those drugs are getting slaughtered. That's because the greedy hogs at the pharmaceutical company set the price for Preluent and Rapatha at fourteen grand a year. And there's not a snowball chance in Hades that your insurance will cover it. So instead of admitting defeat and writing off all those research dollars, what did the drug companies come up with? And the scientists from the University of New Mexico, they want to package this PCSK9 technology into a vaccine. One year ago, go to your local CVS uh, and get a shot for a fee. It might be the most dangerous shot you've ever rolled your sleeve up for. So we've been warning you, and we had shows when we were about PCSK9 medications and anti and, and the statin drugs and how they're practically something out of a Frankenstein sequel. You see, your body needs cholesterol, ladies and gentlemen, to protect your muscles, your heart, and your brain, but these drugs drive your cholesterol down to unheard-of levels like the kind you find in a newborn child, and they do it by practically giving you a rare genetic disease. That's right. These inhibitors actually play nutty professor with your genes to correct a so-called cholesterol disorder that might not be threatening your health at all. And during the clinical trials, researchers found serious brain problems among people taking these medications. Wow, but as terrifying as as these drugs are, the experimental vaccine is something that Alfred Hitchcock and Stephen King couldn't even dream of. That's because it uses bits of virus particles just like two of the most dangerous vaccines around. 
HPV, Gardasil, and, Cer- and Cervarix. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, uh, we really have to be careful what we put in our bodies. Uh, these these uh, vaccines are designed to, to force the immune system uh, to just do crazy things. And although you may have heard that the European Health Association said the HPV vaccine is uh, okay, I can I will talk to you next week about the Danes who are now have discovered all co- kinds of conflict of interest in that latest study. So this new cholesterol vaccine has only been tested on on animals so far. Uh, and uh, where's PETA when you need them? But it's uh, being fast-tracked and could be headed your way soon. So when that happens, make sure you keep your sleeves in the down position, please. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's a quick 30 minutes with Dr. Ron. I hope uh, I gave you some information you could use and work on. Uh, We'll be back next week at 4, maybe with some uh, change of stations. Uh, We're working on something right now. Uh, but in the meantime, have a great week. I enjoy having you listening to the show. Uh, I appreciate it. And with, uh, I'm always humbled by uh, the number of people that do listen. I thank you so much. We'll talk more about next week about that HPV vaccine probably and, and some things from the past, some things that were said in 1986 uh, that could be considered facts of life and see where they are today and how relevant they are. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, have a great week. God bless. See you next week. Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron have left the building. Thank you for listening to Rejuvenation Health Radio. Here on BlogTalkRadio.com. See you next week. Ciao.